Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Mystery Brothers. Episode 18 now. Wow, episode 18. We're going to kind of go back to another another murder mystery episode. Kind of like the Zodiac Killer. That one was fun. Um, I really enjoy the the murder mystery stuff. That stuff's really... I don't know. It, it really interests me, you know, like that kind of stuff. I'm into, uh, you know, crime, true crime stuff. I like that kind of stuff. So... Um, but there is an element of mystery in this one because we don't really know who did it, who done it, who done it. That's the mystery. Who did it? Um, and we still don't know to this day, to be sure. Although I think I know. <laughs> if you if you pay attention, if you, if you read the story, if you kind of get into it, I think it's kind. I think it's there's one very obvious suspect, but. It just can't be proven, you know, so we'll, we'll go over that. We'll, uh, this happened back in the 80s, right? Back in the yeah, like 1980s. 1982 uh, was the year that it happened. It happened in Chicago. Um, so we'll kind of lay it out. I mean, we're gonna, I'll, I'll give it to you like a, like a cool murder mystery story. You know, we'll lay everything out. We'll go over the, what, the facts, what happened. And then we'll kind of get into it. Yeah, and then we'll get into who it may have been and suspects, that right. kind of thing. Um, or how? I guess they never really figured out how it was done. No, it, I mean they went to they went to a lot of detail where this was to get it in. Yeah, there. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so basically, the story starts um in Chicago. These all happen in kind of like suburbs of Chicago. Um, I didn't write down the exact suburbs, so it's just Chicago. Okay. Um, we're just going to say Chicago cause I didn't write down all the freaking in the nice neighborhoods in the, I don't know if they're nice or not, but in the suburbs of Chicago, um, it happened, like we said, 1982. Now the first date is September 29th and we're going to start with the morning of September 29th. Okay. So we'll kind of, we'll start with the most tragic to be honest, because of the, in my opinion, it's the most tragic because uh, Mary Kellerman, um, she's 12 years old. Yeah, very young girl. Yes, very young, very sad. Um, but Mary Kellerman woke up. She had a sore throat, runny nose. Um, she stayed home from school that day because she wasn't feeling great. Um, her dad was staying home with her and she went into the bathroom her dad was kind of like, um, you know, calling for her, like, how, you know, Mary, uh, wash up, this kind of stuff. And she wasn't yeah, responding. Stop masturbating in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, and, and she wasn't responding. Um, we're past five minutes now, so we might be able to cuss, but I don't know if we have probably going to have to edit a lot of what we're doing. Dude, so. like, we have like two minutes of things. Yeah, let's, let's give it to another few minutes, but, um, <clears throat> So she went to the bathroom and she wasn't responding. So he went over to the bathroom and she was passed out on the floor. She was collapsed. Um, basically, he called 911 immediately. Paramedics rushed to the scene. She was in uh, full cardiac arrest when the paramedics got there. 
and they couldn't really revive her on the scene. So they rushed her to the hospital. Um, and then she was later pronounced dead at 10 AM. Um, now this one, since she was only 12 years old, was extremely puzzling. No one could, you know, like full cardiac arrest. Why would a 12 year old need to have, yeah. have a cardiac arrest, like have a heart I, attack? And there were no, like, could they couldn't find this out before. Yeah. There was no, like she, like I said, she was 12. So she didn't have any like preexisting conditions or anything like that. So why would it, what 12 year old just go into cardiac arrest? That's strange. Very strange. Yeah. So everyone was like, they didn't know what, what to make of that. Um, and, and, um, so then a couple hours later, uh, also a suburb of Chicago, September 29th, 1982, um, Adam Janis, who I didn't get his age, but he was an old, he was in his twenties, late twenties, early thirties, somewhere around there. He was a, you know, he was an adult. Um, and Lucky for him, today was his or that day was his anniversary. How's that lucky? <laughs> How's that lucky? Because your anniversary is a very important special day, you know. So it's the same day he dies. <laughs> is, that, is, that what is, is that what you're getting at? So what a lucky dude to no, die on his anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. We shouldn't be making fun of dead people. Um. Anyway, that yeah, that was his anniversary, but he also was not feeling great that day um and he wanted he wanted to go lie down so he went to go lay down and his daughter came over to him and realized that he was turning blue which is weird so like the daughter was like mom dad you know like dad's blue (laughs) i guess i'm sure that's exactly how that went and um (laughs) and then they called 911 and paramedics again rushed to the scene they noticed he had a very low blood pressure um and his breathing was not very great it was very his breathing was labored um again they rushed him to the hospital because they could not get him revived on the scene and he was also later pronounced dead and their only explanation, they, their cause of death was thought to be just kind of like a spontaneous heart attack. That was their thing. That, that was, was what they thought at the time. Like they didn't before the autopsy and everything. We know like in that, in the time frame when all these happened. So the Mary Kellerman was early. It was like 7 a.m. Um, Adam Janice, I believe, was a little bit later, like around like 839. Like these, these are all happening within like a three or four hour period, pretty much. So... Um, Mm. yeah yeah and and people were baffled like the the hospital people were like what's going on you know they they didn't know like they said with janice they just said it was like a spontaneous heart attack you know they couldn't really um come up with any other reason you know he didn't have he also didn't have any underlying conditions or anything like that but i guess you know sometimes just people just have heart attacks so that's what they thought it was um but then uh, a couple hours later also, September 29th, 1982, uh, Mary Reiner, um, who I believe like a few weeks earlier had just given birth to her fourth baby. God, these are so, this is sad now that I'm re- rereading all this. Like, man, Mary Reiner, um, again, I did not get her age, but I believe she was in her like 
twenties or thirties. Like so I said, just had her young. fourth baby, so like probably fourth baby. Yeah, so probably late twenties, early thirties, somewhere Damn. around there. Um, she's been wow. She's been doing work, and uh, she also was not feeling well, of course. Um, her mom was in the house with her. Cause she, like I said, she just had her fourth baby. So her mom was there just kind of like looking after her and stuff like that. Um, and according to her mom, out of nowhere, she gets violently nauseous, violently nauseous. So she's like, Ugh. yeah, just like feeling horrible. Now I think being nauseous can have like when you just gave birth, like that kind of thing, like being nauseous, isn't that crazy. But like her mom said it was violently nauseous and then immediately just collapse ouch bad you know that's scary to think about dude like if you you know like seeing that you just see someone just collapse in front of you yeah like out of nowhere just like i've passed out before have you like just randomly walk like walking happened to me once where in my apartment you just like started walking here and just well what happened was i was sleeping right and I woke up because I had to go to the bathroom really bad. And I stood up and I think I stood up too quickly, like after sleeping. And I literally just like blacked out for a second and I woke up and I was on the floor. <laughs> Legit. It was scary. Damn. It was scary. But yeah, I think it was just because I was like sleeping and then I stood up really quick to go to the bathroom wow. and I just, my body wasn't ready for it. I've like woken up in places that I don't know where I've, how I've gotten there. But Seriously, like you've sleepwalked before? No, like, or I was just, like, trashed all night and just... Oh, like, that kind of, <laughs> like, you got fucked up and then, okay. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's about I've the never, worst extent. I've actually never even had that, dude. Like, I've got... I'm a big boy, so I can drink a lot. So I think that's the thing. Like, I, If anybody can out drink Evan, uh, please comment in one of our YouTube videos. <laughs> We'd like to have a contest. <laughs> Once drank, uh, I think, 17 beers in, like, an hour and 15 minutes. That's pretty. That, that was that was pretty intense. That might have been one of the roughest. <laughs> Still didn't black out though, and didn't even throw up. So, was doing a case. Did you race. feel good, or did you just like, oh? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I was definitely fucked up. I mean, I seventeen beers in an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I was definitely messed up. But dude, I couldn't drink. I would have. I would have had alcohol poisoning, dude. Right? Yeah. If I if I wasn't such like a big dude, I think that that could have been a problem. But anyway, <laughs> she was rushed to the hospital and she's dead. Uh, no. Now we've learned that she's dead and how big of an alcoholic Evan is. We can go to the next topic. <laughs> I feel like you're being way too like funny and joking about all these people dying. Um. Should, should, uh, should I take it more serious? Maybe we should stop joking around so much. But so, yeah, so she was sent. She was rushed to the hospital as well. Um, and upon arrival, she was also dead. They didn't like I don't know if they ever like said anything about this one with with all the other ones. It says that they initially thought it was some sort of heart attack with her, I don't. I didn't see anything like that. So maybe they just had no idea, or maybe just thought the same thing, like thought it was a heart attack. Because that's kind of what they were all looking like. You know what I mean? Just um, and then uh, later that evening, also September 29th, nineteen eighty-two, uh, Adam Janis, who was the guy who died earlier that day, 
his family was all getting together because of what had happened. Obviously, you know, they all found out Adam was dead and, and it was so sudden that like, that's rough. You know what I mean? Like that's, a, that's tough. On, yeah. On like, especially if you have no idea that someone's going to yeah, die. Yeah, just when they just die completely out of nowhere. Like, cause that. like when it's your grandparents, you, un- like, you kind of understand like the right, time like, is yeah, coming. Like if, when it's, when people die of natural death, there's yeah, usually some sort age, of like, yeah. yeah, there's usually, you know, it's coming that kind of thing. But this dude was in his thirties, yeah, had a family and stuff and just dies. So like people, the, the family was kind of just getting together to kind of mourn. And like, just think maybe like, you know, that that's gotta be tough. And they all got together at Adam's house. Okay. So, um, one of his other family members who I think was his brother, Stanley, while they're all at the house, he says he starts to feel ill and then he grabs his chest and says, my heart and collapses. Wow, dude. Very unlucky family that was that day, man. So um, he starts to foam at the mouth, which is never a good sign. Never a good sign. So he passes out, starts to foam at the mouth. Um, They call paramedics again. And that's, man, that's got to be rough. Like, paramedics are like, what? We were just there. Like, what do you mean? We were just there like five hours earlier. Like, we got to come back. That's probably how they linked it to the first. Well, it's his family member. Also, so, but, um, but yeah, I mean, paramedics were like, really? We got, we got another one at at your house? (laughs) And they're all just like, yeah. Just out of nowhere? (laughs) Yeah. So, so the paramedics rush onto the scene. Um, and, and same kind of problems. Like the, the breathing is really bad, really, really low blood pressure. They're trying to revive him there and it's just not working out. That's probably when like they realize like, Hey, these are two family members of the same house having the same issues when they had a perfectly healthy life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I, the paramedics, like at one point, hold on, let me finish the story though. Yeah. Um, so the paramedics are, they just cannot figure out what is going on. Um, and then while the paramedics are at the house, right? Stanley's wife, who was the guy who just passed out collapses. Okay. <laughs> With the exact same symptoms at this point, like you think, could this be like a death, like a dead virus? That's just like killing everybody. Definitely. They definitely thought that. Um, but just to finish that up, like all, both of them died there on the scene, Stanley and his wife within, you know, while the paramedics were even there. And that's when, you know, it got a little crazy there. Apparently like nobody could figure out what was going on at, at first. They were dude, thinking, if I was part of that family, I'd be freaking out. That's like scary, I'd right? be like, dude, I just saw two of my, am I next? Like three, three of the yeah. family members are now dead. Like am I next? Like that's what I'd be. <laughs> that's what, that's kind of what was going on there. Like, like they thought could it be carbon monoxide poisoning. But the thing is there was, you know, other family members in the same house and they were all fine. Yeah. So it's like, what you know, that doesn't make sense. But they actually did. They quarantined the family. They got everyone in the family uh, quarantined. They thought it might be some sort of like new virus. Could you disease. imagine just like just dropping people like flies? Yeah, like three of your family members would just die within a six hours. I would period. definitely think that's the first thing I would think of as some a virus. sort of disease, right? Yeah, and and so they actually did. They quarantined the family, um, and and they just could not figure out what the hell was going on. It's weird. Um. So then, later on that day, six thirty p.m., 
also September 29th. We have Mary McFarland. She's 31. I did get her age. I don't know why I can get the other people's, but she was 31. Um, she was at work. She worked in Chicago and she was having a headache. So uh, her coworker was just like, hey, go ahead. And we've got some Tylenol in the uh, in the back room. Go ahead and go ahead and take some Tylenol and just come on back in. So she goes outside um, and according to coworkers, very quickly, like literally she goes outside, she takes the Tylenol, comes back in. Three minutes later, she collapses. Damn. All right. And they said that she was dead within 20 minutes. She collapsed. She took the Tylenol, came back, collapsed. And 20 minutes later, she was completely dead. Dude, um, like paramedics all around Chicago must be like, what is going? Six random people just died today. Yeah, they were freaking out. Although I don't know if it was all the same paramedics because these are all in like different suburbs. I know, but like, like I, I highly doubt you get six <laughs> random people die in a day, right? That probably never happened. Just out of nowhere. Out of yeah. nowhere. Probably not. I don't yeah. know, but I don't know. It is Chicago. Um, yeah, but. I'm not talking about shootings here. We're just talking. <laughs> I, see what you're, I see what you're saying. I see what We're you're just saying. talking about like random people just dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's strange, and and when they're dying with like no reason or rhyme about it, that type yeah. of thing. Like, I'm sure way more than six people die in Chicago a day, but it's like, oh yeah, heart attack. Like yeah. obvious heart attack. This dude's 400 pounds. He had a heart. You know that type yeah. of thing. Not like healthy. Yeah, people random. that are just dying, twelve year olds that just die out of you know that that's not normal. So, so yeah, so they started to kind of freak out. They didn't know what was going on. Um, and when they got when when they they quarantined um, the whole Janice family from what was going on earlier because three of those three of them just died like within you know seven hours of each other. So they so they so what they did is they asked Adam's wife to try and like explain like what she could like give a detailed description of what happened that day for, for Adam, you know? Right. So they could try and figure out what was going on. And, um, she mentioned that, uh, Stanley, who was Adam's brother, uh, the one who died at the house later, um, he had frequent back aches. And so she mentioned that, uh, he, had taken one, a couple of their Tylenols just minutes before he collapsed. And then she also mentioned that his wife did the same thing. She wasn't feeling well either. Um, and that, that's what kind of made the, made the connection. You know what I mean? She was like, when they asked her to really think about it, she was like, yeah, I guess they both took Tylenol like minutes before they both collapsed. And so the people like the police, I think this was like police. And there was also medical. It was like, she was ta- she was talking to the police and she was also talking to some of the nurses and doctors that were at the hospital. So they can both try and figure it out. So I guess this is before they've done like a morgue examination. Yeah, no, they hadn't done like autopsies or anything yet because this is all just happening. You know what I mean? Like it usually takes like a day or so that type of thing. And, would, and like, would you, would you, would you be able to find that? In a, a lot in a, of in the, in the topsy, autopsy, only if they like did like a toxicology report. Like, like the thing is, I bet you they wouldn't in that twelve-year-old girl because why would they assume? Why? Because they have to be looking for drugs or something. You know what I mean? Like that's why they do that. Evan, there's a lot of people that start drugs at twelve. 
Yeah, but I don't think that they would like knowing her family and stuff like she's not a crackhead. She's like a normal 12 year old kid so that they're probably just not going to be looking for that, you know, and that's, and that's, and that's like, they might not even figure it out for the other people too. Cause like I said, like, like that's usually something they do. Like if there's like a, I mean, they might because it was a mysterious death. So they might just be do everything just to figure it out. But, but yeah, I know that's not like, it wouldn't be the first, you know, it would be tougher to figure out. That's for sure. Um, so once, once Mrs. Janice, Adam's wife told them about that scenario and how they both took the Tylenol, um, the police went to their house and took the bottle of Tylenol, uh, to bring it back so they could get it tested. Um, and then they also found the receipt in the trash can for the Tylenol cause it was literally bought that day. Um, and then um, they also went to, uh, after they figured this out, they went to the, the other people that had randomly died, like Mary Kellerman. Um, they also took her bottle of Tylenol. And um, that is when, you know, things started to, things started to accumulate. You know, they started to figure out what could possibly be going on here. Um, but they still had no idea, like, no idea truly what was happening. They just had a connect. Like they just had that connection with the Tylenol, you know, was the Tylenol bad? Was the you know, that type of thing. They didn't know what was really going on, but that's when they connected it to the Tylenol. So there's a, there was a nurse there. Her name was Helen Jensen. She was like the main nurse that was dealing with the Janice family and like all the, when they were all, what was going on basically. And, um, just looking at the bodies and like figuring, like thinking about, what could it possibly be? She came up with the fact that it could be cyanide just because, uh, the symptoms were all very similar to cyanide and also like how fast it killed the victims. There's really apparently like, there's only like two different things, like two different kinds of poisons, like known to man that can kill people that quickly. So because of how fast it killed the victims and the symptoms they saw, they figured this, this is probably cyanide. Um, so when they told the toxicologist that they gave them the, uh, the pills, the pill bottles. And, and then they also obviously the bodies to look at. And it was confirmed that cyanide was in the pills that were in the bottles that they, that they confiscated. Yeah. yeah. That's freaky because then you're like, oh, how many out, how many are out there? Exactly. Like, are we just going to get like a whole bunch of calls of people just randomly dying over the next couple of days? Exactly. That's you know that's crazy. Like, who knows how many bottles yeah. could have this in it? You know what I mean? Like, what if this was like you know they're thinking maybe like some one of the manufacturing plants yeah. accidentally had some cyanide in it and and it could have made hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands yeah. of pills. Yeah. And cyanide kills you so quick, like you're done. Like if you take it, you're just gonna die. Like I, th- I don't think it's possible. I think if they get to you within the first like five minutes, they can save you. But but you're literally passed out yeah. after three. You know, it's just it's rough. Obviously, after they figured that out, 
they held an immediate press conference. <laughs> right, you have um, to. Yeah, an immediate press conference. I think it might have been national, too, because they had no idea whether it was just in Chicago yeah. or not. And Tylenol, actually, um, they took away $100 million. They recalled all their 100 uh, Took a, They recalled all of their 100 million bottles. They recalled yeah. 100 million bottles. Yeah, they did. Um. But yeah, so so they were they they had the press conference where they warned everybody about uh, the the laced pills, and at that point, like they couldn't, you know, they they didn't know anything more, so they didn't know if it was like we were saying if it was like a problem with the manufacturing plant, like they accidentally had cyanide in, in something, or if it was, um, or if it was someone like at the store where they bought the pills that was doing it, like putting them, putting it, lacing them or, you know, or someone had just, you know, maybe snuck into their house, like the Janice's or like the, you know, snuck into the yeah. people's actual house and did it. They had no idea. They had no idea. And did you know, after this seals were create created, before yeah. then, there were no seals. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Before 1982, there were no seals on any medicine. Bottles. So you could just put in whatever you want. Anyone could just open one. And then do something and put, close it, and no one would ever know. Well, but would you remind me, Evan, if you bought like a bottle of pills and there was no seal, would that be an automatic red flag, or would you just still like take it? Yeah, no, you don't take that. You gotta, I don't know about just be take taking. it back to the store, and they'll give you another one, probably, or maybe I don't know, but just I just wouldn't take it. No, you wouldn't take it. No, you think it would come into your head, or you just be like. Yeah, you notice, like you know, if the seal's broken, obvious. There's no seal there. Yeah, obviously, but I'm saying, yeah. would you care? Yeah, that's why it's there. That's the reason, so you don't get fucking murdered. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Before that, there was no seals in any any medicine bottles. Isn't that weird? That just seems like. We should have known that before. Well, like we told you in, in the 1970s, there was no security on planes. Like, yeah. You could just bring whatever you wanted. Yeah, not at all. D.B. Cooper just we, yeah. walked right on with like, <laughs> guns and shit. Well, we learned from that. So he, it's all a learning process. Like we have to fuck up and then we I learn guess. from that. Nobody thought that someone might try and like tamper with some, with pills or anything. Nobody thought about that, I guess. Well, Maybe no one, not. I guess did somebody think that like so, when someone takes a gun on the plane that they'll like hold people hostage. Yeah. Guess not. <laughs> Cause they did. <laughs> These things should be common sense. People come on. We shouldn't have to, people shouldn't have to get murdered before we figure out this kind of stuff. But, but yeah, that is strange. I always, I thought that was weird too. When they were talking about that in the documentary, like, there was just no seals or anything on pill bottles, so that was pretty fucking convenient for someone. Um, and then obviously they they urged everyone to not take Tylenol, and like you said, um, all the all the pills are recalled. Yeah, I saw thirty one million bottles. You saw you said there was more than that. Oh yeah, that could have been the right thirty-one, like a hundred million dollars worth of bottles. Was. Oh, okay, a hundred million dollars worth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thirty-one million was was what I saw. Thirty-one million bottles were recalled, and um, and they tested one point five million bottles to see if they could find any more cyanide. They said they found six bottles. Yeah, they found three more that right. hadn't been bought yet. On shelves which that is had chill. cyanide, yeah, in which is chilling, right? Um, 
But before we get to that, so now we're moving on to the next morning. All right, September 30th. Uh, Paula Prince, who was a, she was a flight attendant. I believe she was in her early 20s. Uh, she was found dead in her bedroom when she missed work the next day. And her cause of death was also found to be cyanide poisoning. And they found uh, her bottle of Tylenol next to her bed. Um, and they also saw the receipt. She bought it on the 29th that morning. So now we're up to seven. Seven people dead from this. Um, one thing I thought was funny that well, not funny, but one thing I, that was weird, like police were literally like driving down the streets with their sirens on and yelling through the megaphone to people that not to take Tylenol. Like they yeah. were driving through people like neighborhoods and stuff and just like yelling, yelling Tylenol. through the thing, like don't take your Tylenol. Everyone throw out your Tylenol immediately. Like don't give it to anybody, but all that kind of stuff. Um, and then all the, all the ambulances, right? Yeah. All the ambulances, um, they were they were equipped with like cyanide antidote. You know, like I said, I think you have to get to them with literally within the first like five minutes to even be able to save them. But you know, might Trek. as well, yeah, might as well have it. Um, uh, police set up uh, a hotline for any in- info for anyone to call who. For anyone who may have any information on how this could have happened. Um, apparently, um, oh yeah, apparently they got a ton of calls. Oh yeah. Not very many of them were like actually legit, but like anyone was just calling like my cousin may have done, you know, that kind of stuff. And a lot of it was, most of it was bullshit. And a lot of people were calling poison control because they weren't worried. Like, Hey, I have like the stomach ache. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I took Tylenol. Like you might have to come here now. Yeah. And like, and also like people were like, maybe it could be like, an, maybe someone put it in aspirin. Maybe, you know what I mean? That maybe what if it's not only Tylenol? So yeah. People, so they're like, Hey, I took out. an aspirin. Like I, now I don't feel right. Yeah. People were freaking out. Um, and, Basically, um, the, the, the company was, is the parent company of Tylenol is Johnson and Johnson. Um, the police were kind of looking into any like possible disgruntled employees who had worked there or like any of that thing. But I think what, what I found interesting was that I think they, when they looked at two of the bottles that it was found in, they came from different manufacturers. So that's what really like puzzled them. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Like basically, once they found that, so they so they had ten bottles total that they knew were poisoned, right? And between these these ten bottles, they came from two different lots. Yeah. So that's kind of what made them think, like, okay, so it probably didn't happen during manufacturing, right? Right. Because that doesn't make sense. Why would it happen? Yeah, it Why would it come two, from two, two different? different many. Yeah. Unless so, it's just someone just like yeah one and one of them was in Texas and one was in Pennsylvania yeah so those are so far apart like you know it probably that basically like kind of ruled out um 
that it was someone at the manufacturing plant. What if Advil did it? What if they're like, we want more people to buy no. Advil? Like, <laughs> let's Advil, make, let's like, make this, let's get tall Tylenol out of here. Yeah, Tylenol's taking all our business. We need to fucking, <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, and like we said, it came from two different manufacturing spots, and those shipments never came in contact with each other at any point. So, so that kind of ruled out it being something at the manufacturing plant. Um, so at that point, the focus turned towards the stores where they were bought and what could have happened there. Um, you know, unfortunately this is back in the eighties. So they didn't have like security cameras and like all these stores or anything. They didn't have any footage, anything like that. So like the focus turned towards, the stores where they were bought from. Yeah. Someone had to like probably just come into the stores. And someone replace had them. To, yeah. Someone had to either come into the store and, and take the bottles and tamper with them and then bring them back or something like that. You know, they, they, they couldn't really figure out a hundred percent what happened, but they like knew it wasn't something with the manufacturing. So, um, so they kind of moved on to, it was either someone at the store or like an individual person, something like that. And, um, it kind of just like, you know, they couldn't really get anywhere for a few days. They didn't know what was going on. Um, and then on October 5th, okay. So only like, you know, six, seven days later, um, an extortion letter was found and it was addressed to Johnson and Johnson and, they basically said that they would continue doing the killings until Johnson and Johnson wired $1 million into their bank account. Yeah. And they gave their bank account. My opinion, that's stupid to give out your bank account. Cause that kind of directs that like, links. but that's the thing. It wasn't his bank account. It wasn't to, it wasn't to an individual person. I know. So basically he told him to wire a million dollars into the bank account um, he also said in there that like it cost him less than $50 to do all this. So it's not a big deal. Like he can do it again, basically is what he was saying. Like right. I'll keep doing this. Um, and he said it was very easy to conceal the cyanide in the Tylenol capsules. Yeah. So, so the bank account was traced to Lakeside travel, um, which is a company in Chicago. And, when the FBI showed up, they, they showed up to Lakeside Travel and was like, what's going on? This bank account is someone who works here. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't an individual account. It was a, it was a, it was a, a, an account for Lakeside Travel. So they couldn't like pin it on an exact person, but they went to Lakeside Travel and they're like, what's going on? This account is linked to you guys. And, and all this, and they showed them the letter. And one of the employees who worked there saw the letter and they recognized the handwriting on the letter. It was weird, yeah. in my opinion, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they recognized uh, the handwriting on the letter. And they said that it was the husband of a woman who worked there, or used to work there. She was... Um, they said it was Robert Richardson who um, who that wasn't even his real name, by the way. 
Um, once the FBI got a warrant and they told the public they were looking for Robert Richardson, um, the next day, Kansas City police call in and, and they say uh, the man in the picture that they think is Robert Richardson is actually a dude named James Lewis, um, who in Kansas City, this guy was arrested for murder back in 1978. Oh, wow. But he couldn't be convicted because according to, according to all the prosecutors and all that stuff, he basically like got off on a technicality. Like they messed up some piece of some sort of evidence or something. So and he got off. Like, yeah. But like, it was obvious that he did it and it was a fucked up murder. Like apparently like he like killed this old man and then like dismembered his body oh. and stuff like in his own attic, like messed up shit. Um, and, and yeah, so, so then the police were like, Oh shit. Like we got to find this fucking guy, you know, he's crazy. Um, and so they were looking for him. No one knew where he was, though. He wasn't in Chicago anymore. Or they, they didn't think he was in Chicago. He obviously wasn't in Kansas City anymore. Um, and they believed he was in New York, but they didn't know exactly. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't, they, they, basically, they couldn't find him for about three months. Um, but eventually they did find him and they arrested him. Uh, he was found in New York. He says he denies that he did any of this. He says he was in New York the whole time that this was happening and there's no evidence. Um, There wasn't really any evidence linking him to the murders, but he admits that he wrote that extortion letter and he's charged with extortion. Um, Yeah, because they thought like he like he explained it like. Like the owner there owed his wife five hundred and eleven dollars, so he's trying to expose <laughs> that and try to make him look bad. Yeah, because his he wife was, like, was a grudge. His yeah. wife was the one who worked at Lakeside yeah. Travel, right? Right. And one thing that's strange to me: how would they recognize his handwriting like that? Like he didn't even work there. He was the husband of the woman who worked there. How would they ever see his handwriting? Maybe he wrote like Weird. love poems, and she's yeah, like, maybe. put him up on 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 her wall. Like, look, maybe. my husband's poems. <laughs> I mean, other than something silly and ridiculous like that, I don't get it. Like, how did they just like know? Like, oh yeah, that's you know Sheila's husband's handwriting. I know maybe, that for sure. Maybe when she, maybe when they wrote uh, company Christmas cards, he was the one who wrote them. Maybe I don't know, but like that that just always struck me as weird. Like. Maybe back in the 80s, people did that more. I don't know. They didn't have cell phones. Maybe they write write each other letters more. I don't fucking know. Couldn't just shoot a text real quick. (laughs) No. But anyway, that's how they figured it out. Um, but, um, But like I said, he did admit that he wrote the extortion letter, and he's charged with extortion, and he was convicted and sentenced to 10 years. Which is a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. But I guess, you know, extortion's no joke. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, that is crazy. I would never want to just send a police a note. Yeah. Well, no, not, not, not police. It doesn't, like... Oh, yeah, not to, like, ask for money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, extortion is kind of crazy. I wonder if the fact that 
he was asking for so much money or what it was that got him 10 years. That seems like a long time. Well, you just can't just ask a company to like, why are you money? Yeah, I know. I wonder if they could have actually proven that he wrote the letter. You know what I mean? Like if all they had was one of the employees of Lakeside saying like, that is his handwriting. Could they have really proven that? Uh, but they say he admitted to it. It just says that they had found some, D- like they couldn't use it in court, but they found like some DNA evidence on his, and I guess they just, we have some evidence. Kind of threatened them with that. Yeah. I gotcha. Dude was crazy. Dude was fucked up. Like the, the murder that he did in Kansas city was crazy. Right. Oh and like, God. why would you just want to kill random people? It had to be like an effed up person. They even had like fingerprint evidence that he murdered that dude in Kansas City, and somehow he still got off. Damn. I think there must have been like a really like some sort of technicality. Maybe how they got the fingerprint. Maybe I don't know, but like, yeah, it was basically like pretty obvious that he murdered the dude in Kansas City, but he somehow got off with it. And I think they may have took that into consideration when they sentenced him to 10 years for extortion for that. Right. Um, I read that he was also like, while he was in jail, he was like, he wanted to like make himself look innocent. He wanted to make it seem like he cared and, want, and wanted to help. So he like drew all these like crazy, like diagrams and like, like, plans of like how someone could have done that that just seems kind of weird why do you know so much why would you you know how would you know how to do all this shit like were you doing it but um but yeah they you know they could never really get any evidence that it was him they couldn't get the thing is they had trouble Tying him down in Chicago at that exact time. Yes. Because they had to know someone had to come into the stores and had to, like, replace the bottles or put them in. Yeah. And that's had a hard time. Because, like, remember, video cameras weren't really there yet. Yeah. There was no, like, uh, surveillance cameras yeah. in every, like, convenience store type of thing and CVSs and Walgreens right and all now that. Now it would be a lot harder to do something like that. Now there's cameras in every single yeah. store. You would, you're on camera every time you go into one of those stores. Got to wear a mask, which we all do now anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they could still point you out even with, with a mask on. Really? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Yeah, there'd be enough hair, like hat, you know, clothing, that type of thing. Like they'd be able to figure out it was you. But yeah, back then there wasn't any of that, so they had. They just they couldn't really get the hard evidence. You know, that's what you need. But it's definitely crazy and definitely scary. Yeah. Now there were all kinds of of suspects. One of the suspects, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Ted Kaczynski, who was the Unabomber. Oh, really? They, he was a big suspect in this because he was living in that area at the time. And I think that he had talked about that at some point. Um, but again, they just didn't really have any evidence linking him. What, you know, like what would they even be able to do? Like maybe take fingerprints off the Tylenol bottles 
Well, I'm yeah. sure that you like would wash those before you put them back, or at least that's hard them down. To do, so yeah. it's like, what kind of evidence could you even find? You know, I don't know. Some people said it was like Roger Roger Arnold. Roger Arnold was another suspect um, because he was drinking at a bar one night, and I guess he was just drunk, and he was kind of a you know he was kind of a weird guy, and he told stories about killing people with cyanide. Yeah, you know. And people thought that was a little strange. People thought that was weird. So the bar owner called the police and Arnold was arrested. Um, and they did. They found like a bunch of like chemicals and beakers, yeah. funnels, um, some mysterious powder and it, in his house. And they said, although they did find the powder not to be. Yeah, the cyanide. powder was like potassium yeah. something. But still strange. He would never admit what he was using that for. And he refused to take a lie detector test. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was kind of fishy. Like, like they, you know, having all the funnels and stuff, like when they had James Lewis kind of like draw all these diagrams and try and explain like how this could be done to try and help the police, you know, you would like open the capsules and you need like little funnels and stuff to be able to put the cyanide in and then close it back up. So like this guy, Arnold, like, he had all that stuff, you know, which is weird. And then, you know, he did tell stories about killing people with cyanide yeah. in the bars. Um, but anyway, he was questioned for three days, but again, couldn't yeah. really get any evidence. They couldn't force him to take a lie detector test. Like he, they, they couldn't, yeah. they didn't have enough evidence to make him get made. And lie detector look. tests don't, you can't yeah. use those in court anyway. I know, but, but it still, still doesn't look good yeah. if you fail that. And they refuse to pass it, it then. They'll apparently, probably leave you alone. Apparently but. he shot someone too afterwards. Yes, yes. So he was released after a few days because they couldn't, you know, um, they couldn't figure out or they couldn't get any actual evidence to pin on him. But since he was known as a suspect and everybody knew it, he said that it like fucking like started, like ruined his life. Like people were just like called him names and stuff. Like I guess like people at his work called him like Tylenol boy and stuff like that. Like it was, I don't know. Apparently like he was having a rough time. So eight months I later, wouldn't, I would call him Tylenol boy. Cause like, dude, what if he did it? Yeah. What if, fucking kill you. Yeah, what if he's like, dude, I had enough of you, man. Like I'm just going to put something in your morning coffee. dude. Right. You wouldn't even know, dude. Cyanide is crazy. Um, so eight months later, he went to the bar where he, he remembered telling those stories and he shot who he thought was the owner of the bar at the time, but it turned out to just be some other dude that like looked like the owner. <laughs> and he was sentenced to 30 years in jail. Obviously, you get sentenced for that kind of bullshit. Yeah, dude. He just went in and fucking... Sh- and it wasn't even the right guy. Did he die? Yeah. Yeah. He felt bad about it. Like He talked about it in jail. He was like, I shot just an innocent guy. Like I had nothing to do with it. Damn. Well, it's your fault just going talking about, like, hey. Talking about killing people with that's cyanide. A, that's exactly what the kind of bar conversation I would start at a fucking bar. You think that it gets you laid, boy? Like, just <laughs> talking about, like, cyanide capsules to people? <clears throat> Total bar talk right there. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, it is. it is kind of like. I feel like writing the extortion letter. Definitely is not a good good look at all, but like 
This Roger Arnold dude definitely could have done it. Like, what if James Lewis was just like, well, apparently t- trying to take advantage and write an extortion letter, but he didn't actually do it. You know, there were a lot of copycats after tried to do like certain, like try to sneak in after trying to do the same things, but they oh, always really got trying caught. to tamper with pills yeah. and stuff, but they got caught because the seals, right? Yeah. 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 I could imagine. I could imagine. But yeah, so that's kind of where the story ends. Cause we never figure out who actually did it. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. It's between James Lewis and this Roger Arnold guy. Both have some pretty, you know, some pretty strange things. Like they couldn't, like, according to like a few witnesses and stuff, James was in New York, right? So it's kind of like, did he do it? I don't know. He definitely wrote the letter, which is a bad idea. It's stupid. I don't know why you thought that, like, just because just because the guy owed his wife five hundred dollars, so they're trying to like, yeah, pin it on him. Pin it on him. Why wouldn't you type the letter, you dumbass? Why would you write out a handwritten letter if you're gonna like try and do like what? a serious extortion letter? And this stupid. Type it. You know. Well, Evan, when when you write your extortion letter, you make sure you type that shit up. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to be <laughs> typing it all day. No one will be able to read my handwriting anyway. I can barely read my handwriting. It's just like, what does this guy uh, want? Does <laughs> that well, say shoot you? or yeah, like? <laughs> a few times during this podcast, I couldn't even read my own handwriting. So I don't think that a handwritten extortion letter for me would work out very well. But, but yeah, why wouldn't you type it? I mean, I guess back then you'd have to get like yeah, a typewriter. typewriter. But still, like, I'm sure you could figure that out if you're going to be writing. Well, maybe thought like maybe you could like trace like from what typewriter. I don't think so. I don't think that was a thing. I don't think you could figure out that. But you just wouldn't have handwriting where apparently the the, the coworker <laughs> of your wife who works there just immediately recognized your fucking handwriting. So I just I don't know. It's weird. Well, he could have maybe maybe they know his handwriting because he's written like so many times to the boss. Like, hey. Are you going to fucking pay my back, my wife, $500, you fucking douchebag? Yeah, there's not really a whole lot that goes into how they knew that that was his handwriting. I don't know. I'm looking some stuff up, and I'm not really finding much. Um, so they also suspected him of writing a letter uh, to, like, uh, the president that was about the Tylenol murders in October. Also, because he wrote the extortion letter on October 5th. They say that there was another letter that was like sent to the, the president kind of talking they, about it. They they probably like when you like, I don't know how many letters the president gets a year, but there's probably like a whole team. They probably one person just opened that up and like, all right, this yeah, is bullshit. Dude, I bet. And, just, and he just threw it away. But the president gets a lot of letters, especially now, especially Trump. But like, dude, I'm sure like Trump doesn't even get informed half the letters he gets. no. Like, what's this letter say? I would <laughs> love to see some crazy letters that Trump gets, dude. Like, I'm from both sides, from, like, dudes that are just, like, super supportive. Yeah, of him, like, like, Trump, those, you're doing the right thing to like, kind of letters versus, like, probably, like, death threats daily. I'm, like, of, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know about death threats, dude. Sending death. Yeah. Sending- I'm sure he gets plenty of those. But they're fucking typed out, so no one knows who they come from, because we're not, they're not fucking idiots. You know? <laughs> 
No, but yeah, I bet you, I'm sure he gets some death threats. Come on. You know? Someone who wants to kill our sacred president, Trump. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't understand why. I mean, he's our savior. He's, he's, he's the son of Jesus, right? <laughs> Let's not get political on the show. Yeah. Those are obviously jokes, people. We are not. We don't really support Trump. It says in 1982, he tried. Oh, never mind. No, the case was in 1982, but he tried, tried to get like, Parole, because he he did the time. He did ten years in jail for that extortion. They wouldn't let him get parole at all. Damn. Yeah, none at all. I think that was one of those like OJ situations where it's like, yeah, we know you. We did. know you did it. But we couldn't get you for that, so we're gonna get you hard on this yeah. type of thing. You know what I mean? I think it might have been one of those situations, like. We know that you murdered the dude in Kansas City. We know that you most likely did these Tylenol murders. But we can't pin that on you. But we can pin this on you. So we're going to give you 10 years, no parole, nothing. Like the maximum sentence you can get for that pretty much, I bet. Yeah. You know, who do you think it was, if you had to guess? Do you think it was this James Lewis guy or do you think it was Arnold? I I don't know. I can't confirm that's him. Like. I have a suspicion that it could be him, but I can't confirm that that's nobody can, but I'm saying like, so you're like more, I would give it like 60, 60%. That's him. That it was James. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of 50, 50 between James and that Arnold dude, dude, that's like normal people don't just talk about killing people with cyanide at the bar. And refusing to take a lie detector test. And then, yeah. And then so many other things wouldn't take a lie detector test, found a ton of weird, like, Chemicals. equipment that he would use to do that but like you know basement. that could just been his passion or something maybe but like he was just fascinated by it but yeah so it's it's a crazy mystery you know yeah. no one really knows who did it like i said i think i'm more 50 50 between those two guys i can't really choose one i think it, it had to be one of those two guys you sure it, maybe just one person maybe that, somebody else that, that like know. no one could talk about but just some it just makes dude. me think that do you think like it was like they had like a certain person in mind to get this? Or do you think when they like placed these bottles like in the store, like it was just meant for anybody? Do you think the killer had like no, someone in yeah, mind? It think, had to be random. Yeah, that's what I think too. Like, there's no way it could have been placed for someone. I think it just had this no. store and just like someone just if wanted it was to kill meant someone. For someone, I feel like they would have snuck into their house and like done it that way, you know. But they just did it to 10 random bottles on the shelf in stores. There's yeah. no way they could pinpoint that. So yeah, it was just a dude, a fucked up dude who wanted to kill some people, you know, cyanide sucks, man. Cyanide basically just cuts off oxygen. Like your body can't, your body uses blood cells to transfer oxygen to all your organs and when, when cyanide gets in your system, it basically blocks all of your cells from being able to take in oxygen. So you literally just like die so quickly. Die. Messed up, dude. Messed up. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mystery. No one knows who did it. Could never really pin it on anyone. Seven people are dead, unfortunately, including a 12-year-old girl. Terrible. So it's rough, but like, you know, 
at the end of the day, I think the lesson is take Advil. <laughs> we learned a very valuable lesson, which is we need to fucking put seals on our medicine bottles. Like no one thought of that bright idea before then. So. We're just like a learning culture, you know, it has to happen to us once and then we learn. I guess so. I guess so. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the town all murders. It's a crazy story. It happened back in the eighties. It's true. We just can't figure out who did it, who done done it. Um, yeah, man, it's a crazy story, but I think that we got some time here. We could t- throw in a little quickie. Yeah. Throw in a little quickie. Um, Allen Hills 84001. Um, what a sexy name. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to talk about. It's still kind of debated over today. You know, the findings and what, what they believe based off of the findings here. Yeah. It's still kind of debated. But it's an interesting thing to talk about. So, Correct. Because, like, Clayton actually came out and said in the speech yeah. that... He thought we found life. Yeah, which is interesting. That caused a huge controversy over it. Um, yeah, so Allen Hills was an asteroid. Uh, meteor. It cr- yeah, it was, an, uh, it was a meteor that crashed in Antarctica in, uh, a long time ago. So scientists believe that, that it's 4 billion years old, which is insane. One of like the oldest uh, meteors that we've ever like encountered, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They believe that it crashed on Earth about 13,000 years ago. Wow. That's what they believe. So that means... So what they found was pretty much from like when Mars was still had water and looked a lot more like Earth. They believe so. I don't know if, our, I don't know if Mars ever looked like Earth, but... Well, they said like way back then again, they had water. Again, back they had in the water yeah, it may have it, had water back in the day. And it looked like Earth more. And does now. Okay. But, <laughs> but it never looked like Earth. It, it, did, it just had it some did. water they, on it. They said they had water on it. So they said there could have been habitable forms of life. But it's very, very different from Earth. Yes. It might have had water, sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, four billion years. That's, you know. That's like in the early days of Mars, is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the early stages of Mars being a planet warming even so yeah so what the, the earth was pretty new back then too yeah apparently it's only five billion years old yeah so, yeah. yeah so i mean both There's the planets were, were pretty young and they believe that like an asteroid like crashed into mars and dislodged this right i mean it's how it had to happen yeah. otherwise there's just like a spaceship who took it and like flung <laughs> it towards earth I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's what they believe. They believe that there was some sort of meteor asteroid that hit Mars and the impact caused this, right. This little meteor to fly off of Mars and hit earth. Well, there are a lot more craters on Mars since it doesn't have as dense as that atmosphere. Yeah. And like, so they found this in Allen Hills, Antarctica, right? Right. Yeah. Back in 1984, it was a group of scientists. Yeah. It was a group of, uh, American scientists that were actually searching for meteors. Antarctica has got to be a cool place to go for that kind of stuff. Cause like it's basically untouched. Like nobody lives there. There's no one there. So 
if a meteor landed 13,000 years ago, you can find it still. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is crazy. Maybe only in space you crashed 13,000 years ago, we can find it. Maybe. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy shit about Antarctica, dude. There's all kinds of crazy fucking conspiracies about Antarctica. But I'm just saying it's 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 got to be an interesting place because it's so uninhabitable that no one lives there. No one's been there. Right. No one fucks anything over there. Like, no one messes with shit there. Well, no, this is a second hit part. So, <laughs> so like, what made it interesting was in, like, August 6, 1996, um, a team of researchers, uh, NASA scientists, um, published an article claiming that the meteorite may contain traces of life on Mars, which really sparked the debate. Yes. Now, there's there's a type of... So, it it's like... Not that the meteor had current life on it, but they say that there's it had these mag magnetite particles. Well, they said they made like small little tunnels that like, like the meteorite had little tunnels that like shit like that could, without resembles microscopic life. Yes, forming yes. these tunnels. There were there were certain magnetite particles they found on the meteor, and these magnetite particles are not known or expected to be produced by anything other than life. Like right. By any non-biological processes, uh, these are produced. But, you know, the debate, the debate is still there. You know, there's some, a lot of scientists came out and said, no, there are possible ways for this blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I don't know if there's any sort of way they can just test for, if it, I don't know. Yeah, it's just strange because when they originally made the finding, they like came back. Like, I think they made like a scientific review. Um, so what they did, they like under a scanning electron microscope, they saw s- structures that were visible to scientists that like inter- interpreted fossils of bacteria like life forms. Um, it said that like this was smaller than any cellular life known at the time of their discovery. That's why it's up the air because like we don't have cellular life known at that that small that small yeah. Um. So like, if the structures had been fossilized life forms as it was proposed, um, this it was called the so-called a uh, biogenic hy- hypothesis. Um, they would have been the first solid of evidence of extraterrestrial life. Um. That like we that we have discovered. Yeah. The first like yes. You know proof. However, it was like people also argued that like these traces, like you have to resemble, you have to remember this asteroid or like this meteor landed on Earth thirteen thousand years ago, so it could have easily been contaminated. Yep. But being in Antarctica, you know, a lot less. Not very much lives in Antarctica, as far as like animals and stuff, really. But that's the argument right now is that kind of what was debunked is that they say that it's most likely it was contaminated. Yeah, because, you know, maybe 13,000 years ago, Antarctica looked a little different, maybe. I don't know. Right. I mean, if you think about it, it'd just be cool, no matter how big or small life form. We found something that didn't originate from this planet. Yeah. No I matter mean, how small it is. Even if we just found, like, a little small flower on Mars, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. You know, 
they think it's 4 billion years old. So imagine if, if there was like just little tiny cellular life back then, you know, a billion years later, it could have evolved into, into like intelligent life. Right. And then could have had a huge civilization and then been wiped out before we even humans even come into the picture. Right. You know, crazy thing about yeah and all sorts of things like there's also like a theory that we came from mars like life originally from mars and and a a meteor hit earth and earth yeah became the new hotspot yeah i know the fact that we are some sort of alien yeah but i don't know what there really is to back that theory up as far as coming from Mars. I don't think there's really anything. No, we'd have to like come to Mars and see like our DNA evidence. Yeah, like, what? Someone just decided that would be cool, maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I don't think there's really any proof or anything they can point to that says we're from Mars. No. But that's interesting. I guess it's just that the fact that it can't be proven that it was not in like a space vacuum when it was found, like that it already hit earth and it could easily be contaminated. We have a lot of life forms on this planet. Do we now have knowledge of life forms that are that small? No, no. So maybe these there's, Oh no, no, no. Right now. Oh, at the time we have knowledge knowledge of that. That's why so, it's been more disproven. But at the time when it was found in 1996, I see. there was no knowledge of that small of a life form. I see. So that made people think this had to come from some other planet. Yeah. But now we know there are yeah. life forms that small. I wonder, like, do they find life forms like that in that area? But again, like we said, Antarctica could have been way different yeah. 13,000 years ago. So it's I a crazy think, debate. Yeah. So, like. It definitely does look like there was some microscopic life in that meteor, but if it actually came from Mars or Earth, it's like hotly debated because yeah. it wasn't just found in like a vacuum. It was found on a living planet. Yeah. And it was found in 1984. They think it was 13. It landed here about 13,000 years ago. So there's a lot of time for that to be contaminated. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it, cool. like life that didn't originate from this planet is always interesting. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I definitely think the most potential for life in our solar system is Europa, or like there's a moon in Celsius in. Um, what planet is that one on? That's it's a moon on Saturn's ring. Okay, part of Saturn. And then there's have you heard of Titan? Yeah. There's also Titan. But apparently, that's one, that's, a, that's one of Jupiter's moons, right? Right. Yeah. No, it's actually also one of Saturn's. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Europa's Jupiter's. Re- okay, Europa's the Jupiter one. Okay. But they say they have lakes just like on Earth, but it's like liquid ni- nitrogen, not water. Yeah, in Europa, they think it's like, they think there's a huge sheet of ice like covering the whole planet. Right, right. and it's like just water underneath that. And yeah, and they think there could possibly be water underneath. And the whole planet is just un- like an underwater thing, and they think it could be like, it could be warm because there could be like thermal yeah. They think there's like thermal, like coming from like the. I wonder ground. what kind of creatures would live on that, man. Would you want to be on a submarine exploring it? I don't know. <laughs> Could you not. imagine just seeing like a huge jaw open up and you're just like, oh. Oh, dude. I mean, that'd be crazy. Remember, have you seen Interstellar? Yes. And when they go there, don't they? Don't they go to Europa? Or they go to a planet that's supposed to be kind of like Europa. Yeah, they're, they're, they're go- huge yeah, waves. They're, they're different. They're different galaxies. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, they're in different galaxies. Yeah, in the movie? Okay. time was warped. Yeah, and that's why like it like the short time took a long time. But listen, oh yeah, because they went through yeah. like a wormhole or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Can you cool movie. Cool <laughs> yeah, movie. definitely, definitely, definitely. I didn't, I didn't fully understand it ex- completely the first time I watched it. I had to watch it a few more times before I fully understood what what was going on, especially at the end. Spoiler alert. When he's in that other like dimension and he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's see, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting movie. Dude, any movie with uh, McConaughey is definitely an interesting movie. <laughs> he's got some good ones. Yeah. But so I just don't, I just don't understand how we can't. There is no test to prove whether something, whether that's traces of life or not. There's no way to prove that, I guess. No. Interesting. They're just saying that, like, for most, for the most part, we still don't know if it actually doesn't confirm that it was Earth bacteria that went through. But they're saying there is now evidence that there are such small organisms on this planet that could have done that. They kind of like, like, there's been a lot of debate about it. Like, they kind of put together like a group of scientists to like disprove the thing. You know what I mean? It's like. Sometimes when you're trying to do something, you can, you know, like, like if you read their reasons, like, well, it could have been formed, but it could just be like separations in the rock or something like that. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, it does, it looks like traces of life. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's annoying when they have people that are trying to find something before they they actually start looking, you know what I mean? That's what I don't like. It says here we have over 61,000 pieces of rock confirmed to be of extraterrestrial origin. So it doesn't necessarily mean from Mars, but we have 61,000 meteors that we've found on Earth that did not form on Earth, basically. So there's some sort of meteor. Wow. Pretty cool. And no other form, no other, any of them have this on it, you know? It is interesting. Maybe some (laughs) do, but they just... It, it was obvious that it was contaminated on Earth or something, you know. But it's just crazy that we have sixty-one thousand meteors that we've collected, and no other one has ever had any evidence like this before. No, I think it's because unique because they won the earliest ones that they found from Mars, and at a time when they said Mars had water potentially. You mean one of the oldest? Yeah, the rock itself. You mean? Yeah, one yeah. of the oldest rocks. Yeah, That's why it's so interesting. Years. There's, so they're trying to say that back then Mars <laughs> might have had water. There's evidence to suggest that Mars had water at the time. So yeah, that's why yeah. it's interesting. That's why they thought that could have life. Anyway, um, yeah, those are some interesting stuff. The, the Tylenol murders are really cool. Well, <laughs> they are cool, but like, <laughs> it's really interesting to think about that. And, and it's really like kind creepy. of crazy and creepy. Like, yeah, like. Someone thought to do that, you know. That's why we have seals on everything now. So yeah. I'm not really that worried about it. Could today. you imagine if it was like a mat, like not just Chicago, but like a mass thing, just like putting everybody's bot, like in everybody's Tylenol. Like if there was way more bottles. Like yeah. If it was like a, yeah, that would have been insane. But that would have to have been something like while well, it was manufactured. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just so it's crazy. Th- could not have been behind it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think. It's crazy to think. But. Um, so yeah, that that's a little interesting story there. And then um Helen Hill's A four zero zero one is is pretty cool. Could have been the first evidence of extraterrestrial life. Yeah, man. It it's yeah, it could be, you know, but 
I guess there's no way to tell for sure, as always on Mystery Bros. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about the Fermi Paradox. Paradox yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, we're going to start to look at it and decide that, think about what if we're alone in the universe. We're going to look at it from all sides. We're going to look at it from all sides. The Fermi Paradox is just kind of... That's like the Fermi Paradox, though. Like, what if yeah, it's something about... Yeah. Why alien haven't we life. found alien life? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about alien life and how rare or common or, how, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So stay so, tuned. Yeah, so we're going to go into that. Of course, we're talking about aliens again. Always love aliens. Um, they're coming soon. Aliens, they're coming here soon. They've been coming, but they're going to like, I mean, they're going to tw- make contacts. I mean, 2020, like, I don't know what else to expect. Like, dude, did we get so. an alien contact this year? Like, damn, dude. How like, awesome would that be? It kind of redeemed 2020. If it was nice, (laughs) if it was nice, if it was nice, if it was like, hey, we're going to take your stuff. You can either surrender to us and be little bitches or you can uh, die. It would definitely make 2020 the most like eventful year of like all time. Pretty much. if We have alien contact as well. But um, yeah, so uh, I think that's the second part. We're going to look into uh, the what. The UFO, uh, what the Pentagon has released since, uh, since yeah, the coronavirus yeah, we'll talk about started. That because the Pentagon is coming out with a lot of information there. Well, the thing is, they haven't released anything yet. They're saying, like, with every six months or so, we're going to start releasing our briefings from this uh, unidentified aerial vehicle uh, task force that they have that they've been that has been secret for a long time. But now they're just going to say, well, we're just going to make it public now. And I guess they got some information, man. I mean, I still think it's going to be heavily monitored what comes out. Yeah, I mean the Navy pilot stuff um, is interesting. I mean, if if you're interested in UFOs, though, you already knew about that. You've already seen that footage, and I'm sure you already believed it. So that's not crazy. To, new evidence, but apparently they have some new not evidence, but like new videos, new like mm-hmm. stuff. And apparently, some scientists like in in a document somewhere that I read a quote where he said. We've, we've found vehicles or we've seen vehicles that we know aren't from Earth. Very you know? interesting. It's very interesting. So that's fucking crazy. Stay tuned for that. Um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, peace out. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers.